Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 158, and uh, I have now uploaded all of the previous blogcasts onto Anchor. So if you are feeling the desire to go through the back catalog, it is now finally all there. Uh, with one exception, well, two exceptions that are basically the same exception. As some of you know, I experienced some harassment from uh, a person (laughs) Um, a little while ago, and so the episodes that are about her are uh, redacted, as it were. Or rather, one of them I just didn't repost, and the other I actually never posted. Um, if those blogs are still in the in the blog, but um, I just felt like I didn't want to. It's like if it's the thing is already there, cool. <laughs> but I don't want, I don't want to poke the tiger. Though I'm fairly certain that the tiger is not paying any attention to me anymore, which I'm very grateful for. Thank you, tiger, for moving on. So, uh, so anyway, that all of that, just to say, there are so many back episodes up. Um, I had, I think, like like half of them hadn't hadn't made the transfer over to Anchor because I deleted them from SoundCloud when I switched from SoundCloud to Anchor. Anyway, so there weren't a, a lot of them weren't up. So now they are. So if you want to hear some of the some of the posts, the earlier posts. There are very many of them, and they would love to be listened to. Um, Yeah, so that's that. And this post uh, blog that I'm going to read to you now uh, was inspired by uh, the 4th of July, believe it or not, which is now uh, quite a few days in July ago. Um, But... It's still relevant, I think. So um, so I'm going to read it to you. It is called, I've Got My Plans for July 4th Next Year Already. What with the kids in cages, gerrymandering given a pass by the Supreme Court, and civil liberties under constant attack, I found it a little difficult to work up any enthusiasm for the 4th of July. I would have been fine to grab a pizza and watch TV. Maybe try and squeeze in a little activism. But, sort of by chance, we ended up at Gantry Park in Long Island City, Queens, which is not far from where I live. It's a waterfront park developed in the last few years, and so a lot of people had gathered there to see the fireworks. We walked past people from all over the world. We saw families of a multitude of religions and races. People streamed into the park, and while I don't love crowds, I was actually grateful to be among so many people of so many varieties on a day like the 4th. I've never been a big fan of the 4th of July. It's loud and crowded and tends to feature a lot more naked nationalism than I tend to have the stomach for. The preponderance of American flags makes me nervous. I often think of a story a Muslim friend told about her father going right out to put up American flags in front of their house after 9-11. He knew their family would be a target, 
and hoped that expressing a kind of symbolic patriotism might protect them from hate crimes. I have often thought of American flags and red, white, and blue decor as either an expression of nationalism or a defense against nationalism. But in walking through the park, I saw people from everywhere dressed in flag fashion. A boy with an American flag t-shirt was shepherded by his mother in a hijab. A little girl in a red, white, and blue dress chanted her readiness for the fireworks to begin, while many children who look like her are locked up at the border. Six women in black summer burkas stood on the sidewalk with a baby in a stroller. The baby's stroller was decorated with red, white, and blue. I was so delighted to see them that I did not even mind that they were taking up the whole sidewalk, which for us New Yorkers is a rare feeling. There were surely many recent immigrants in the crowd, perhaps celebrating their first American Independence Day. The patriotism in the air was palpable, and in a completely different way than I normally think of patriotism. I suddenly felt I could learn to be a patriot from the newest arrivals to our shores, our borders. At one of the fancy restaurants near the water, a group of white men were singing loudly and in the courtyard. They sang God Bless the USA in a way that did not make me feel as though they were expressing pride so much as they were projecting aggression. There was something about these men in their privileged private restaurant fenced off from the rest of humanity in the park that expressed exactly the kind of patriotism that has historically put me off patriotism. But, Outnumbering them by the thousands were families who hopefully dressed their children in red, white, and blue. They gathered by the water in a melange of music and languages to see some fireworks on America's birthday. In the end, the fireworks were only in Brooklyn this year, much to everyone's surprise, so we sort of saw them off in the distance behind the power plant. But even without the fireworks... It was kind of the best 4th of July ever, and I might just have to make it a tradition. So, um, I'm not going to sing God Bless the USA, <laughs> just in case you were worried that it, even though it gets a mention in the, in the blog, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I thought about it for half a second, but it, no. <laughs> and the reason I thought about it is because when I was in college, I, I did this thing called song class where we would bring in a song every week and sing it for the class. It's fairly, fairly, fairly clear-cut class title. Uh, anyway, one of my fellow students brought in God Bless the USA. It was actually the first time I'd ever heard the song. But the reason he brought it in and I was so impressed with his thinking with this, but he brought it in because he was like, I think in my future career, I may be asked to sing this song and I want to be able to figure out how to do it. Like I want to, I guess he just wanted to practice that idea and see if he could make it palatable. I don't think he liked the song or maybe he did. I don't know. But it, it definitely was a very practical, like, I'm going to be asked to sing this song and, I, and I'm, I'm, here I am to learn it. Um, 
And yeah, and it's the first time I'd ever actually heard the song. So I think of that guy every time I hear God Bless the USA, which is a, not a good song, but but that guy's version of it in song class in the 90s was delightful, <laughs> if also a little weird. <laughs> um, so um, it's not God Bless the USA, gratefully. Uh it is going to be, though, um, what I feel like should be the real American anthem, the real national anthem. Uh, I propose a new official American song, and it is uh, Simon and Garfunkel's or Paul Simon's America. Now, for reasons that are not entirely clear to me, uh, I do find this song difficult to get through without crying. Uh, I, when I first started to think about uh, recording this for you uh, for the podcast, I, I would like try and sing it, like just start singing it in the shower or just like walking down the street or whatever. And I just like, I couldn't even get through the first line and I was like, oh, this is not gonna, this is not gonna fly. <laughs> um, but then I would just set about, uh, you know, figuring out what the chords were and playing it. And luckily, the chords are complicated enough in this song to completely distract me from whatever it is that makes me cry. So that I, I feel like I've found this very like delicate middle space where I don't, I think if I got really, 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 really adept at, at the chords of this song, like if I were expert at playing all of it, and I could just play without thinking, um, which, you know, for songs that I know really well, that's what happens, or for songs with relatively simple chords, that's what happens. Um, if I practice this enough to feel like I didn't have to pay attention to the chords, I don't think I'd be able to get through it because I would be crying. <laughs> because, like, it, for whatever reason, the chords are complicated enough to keep me really busy in my brain. Uh, that then prevents me from from crying all over the song, so it's strange strange goings on in the in the musical mind of Emily Davis. Uh, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna play that for you here in a second. Um, meanwhile, if you would like to support the podcast and it would be much appreciated, uh, you can give it five stars in the Apple Podcast app iTunes I don't I'm not sh I'm not clear where the where it's happening anymore since they've changed the name and now it's going to separate out soon anyway it's complicated but go wherever you g go in iTunes I think and uh, and and give up give up them stars um, and if you would like to tell somebody about the podcast, that's also awesome. I really appreciate that. All all forwards and retweets are also welcome. Um, and if you'd like to uh, throw some dollar bills into the uh, support bucket, also amazing. Um, PayPal, uh, if you go to Struggling Artist on PayPal. And then Kofi is another place to do it. Emily R. Davis there. And um, Patreon, of course. A-level, top-level support there on Patreon. Uh, you can become a patron and get your very own downloaded copies of all of the songs. So that's there. Um, and, you know, just by listening, you're, you're, you're being awesome. And I so appreciate 
uh, that you're here. So thanks for that. And uh, without further ado, I give you America. Let us be lovers, we'll marry our fortunes together. I've got some real estate here in my bag. So we bought a pack of cigarettes and Mrs. Wagner's pies and walked off to look for America. Kathy, I said as we boarded a Greyhound in Pittsburgh, Michigan seems like a dream to me now. It took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw. I've come to look for America. Laughing on the bus, playing games with the faces. She said the man in the gabardine suit was a spy. said, be careful, his bow tie is really a camera. Toss me a cigarette, I think there's one in my raincoat. We smoked the last one an hour ago. So I looked at the scenery. She read her magazine, and the moon rose over an open field. Kathy, I'm lost, I said, though I knew she was sleeping. I'm empty and aching, and I don't know why. Counting the cars on the new Jersey Turnpike, they've all come to look for America, all come to look for 